What up, HyperChange? Welcome to another episode. Today, we're going to go through Tesla's 2020 impact report. This is released a week ago, a super in-depth 57-page report. I'll put a link in the description outlining all of the company's sustainability uh, practices, showing what they're doing to improve the sustainability of their products, the supply chain, basically the entire economic uh, impact that Tesla has, but looking at it through the lens of sustainability and carbon emissions. And I think this is fascinating. They're totally pushing the envelope on this um, just to show you and be transparent about what Tesla's doing. I mean, Tesla, sure, a for-profit company technically on paper, but really a company with a mission to transition us off of fossil fuels clean up our energy and transportation systems. This is a huge, huge deal. And to me makes them, you know, doing as much good as like a charity or a benefit corporation because they really have a mission to change something in the world for the better. Um, and Tesla, that extends all the way throughout everything Tesla does. And we're going to prove it today by looking at this in-depth uh, report. I think they've totally set the standard for a new style of transparency and corporate reporting that nobody in the auto industry and pretty much any other industry has ever done. So huge props to Tesla for pushing the envelope on this and wanting to be transparent and wanting to show people what they're doing to really think about not just selling you an electric car, but the whole life cycle of how that car gets produced and the entire uh, impact that Tesla has as a company trying to minimize that and really be the most thoughtful they can about building a sustainable future for all of us. I love that. And so they start here um, talking about their introduction, um, the reason why they came into existence to tackle this problem, the sexy vehicle lineup, of course. Um, and they really, my, my favorite part here is at the end where they say, we finally generated positive free cash flow uh, over more than a billion in 2019, and we believe that the notion that a sustainable future is not economically feasible is no longer valid. That's why I think when we look back at 2019 in Tesla's history, this is going to be the moment Model 3 hit scale. They proved they could do it profitably. Um, Tesla went from a startup idea to really a business that could actually produce free cash flow. I think that's why the stock has exploded is the business model was proven. It wasn't just a theory, and that is a huge, huge deal for Tesla on the planet. Um, it makes me so, so happy to see that them succeed there, and so that's what they're telling you there. And then they really frame the problem. You know, my motto is the bigger the problem, the bigger the opportunity. That's why I'm, I love what Tesla's doing. Look at how many cars on the road are not electric. Look at how much percentage of our grid is powered by non-renewable energy. This is a problem, but it's also a massive opportunity to build a huge, cleaner, more sustainable energy and transportation business. That's what I think Tesla's doing, reinventing $2 trillion industries at once. Um, and they break this down here showing the global greenhouse gas emissions by sector, energy, uh, you know, electricity, agriculture, industry, transportation, buildings. I think Tesla is going to start to tackle all of this um, over its life cycle. But their point being is we need to radically start reducing our carbon emissions or it's going to have huge impacts on our natural environment. And then they talk about how they're, you know, addressing this problem. What products are we building to really fix this problem and reduce emissions overall? It's not just a car company. As much as people think Tesla just sells electric cars, what they really do is sell a portfolio of products to get you off of fossil fuels. You know, this picture with the home to me says it all. You have your Model X in the driveway charging from your home, which is, you know, charged by a solar, a solar roof, which creates energy and you store it in your Tesla battery as well. Like it's this ecosystem of products um, that I think is the home of the, the sustainable smart home of the future. Eventually you're gonna get into AC, heating, cooling, making your home more efficient at heating and cooling, reducing its energy use overall, making you closer to energy independence as well. Um, and I think this is the future we should all imagine. Go outside, look at how many roofs are not generating energy, but the sun's hitting them. We're wasting that. We're burning fossil fuels halfway around the world to power that person's car. And then we're just wasting the energy that hits their residence every single day. It seems like a no brainer that in 10 years, you know, every single new commercial building being produced will have some sort of way to generate its own energy. I think Tesla's the company to do it. So now let's talk about the environmental impact of Tesla's products. And so I think this is a big misconception um, that a lot of people have of like, okay, if you're charging your electric vehicle from the grid, like you're kind of defeating the point because you're still using, you know, fossil fuels to power your electric car. 
wrong. It's actually far more efficient to burn fossil fuels at the, the power plant level if you're going to. So even if you had an apples to apples comparison of life cycle emissions of an electric car charging from the grid, burning fossil fuels versus an internal combustion engine car, that electric car is still going to be way, way better. And that's what Tesla's saying with this report here, actually almost twice as good, more than 50% reduction in overall emissions, even assuming the Model 3 just charges from the grid. And here on the left, they have the Model 3 ride sharing use case. I mean, you got a million mile battery, million mile drivetrain. If that Model 3 is a robo taxi driving around, getting way more miles, moving way more people from that one car, the emissions of life cycle emissions of that vehicle are going to be even lower. We're talking about potentially, you know, a five to 10 X decrease in the amount of life cycle emissions for a vehicle. Once you get to electric ride sharing uh, cars, extremely exciting. The other thing they talk about here is the stagnation fallacy. This is something I'm big on is the grid is not staying stagnant. The grid is rapidly moving to renewables as the grid moves to renewables. Um, in a, a state like New York, where it's kind of ahead of the curve, we're going to see an even bigger gap in between the overall life cycle emissions of an electric vehicle versus the average premium mid-sized sedan. So at a high level here, we already have the electric car more than twice as efficient as the internal combustion engine car, apples to apples, assuming they're charging from the grid. But that's going, you know, that gap is just getting bigger as the grid goes to renewables. Now, another big thing that Tesla does is let's assume, okay, you finally convinced electric cars are better for the planet. Well, how efficient is that electric car? How much range are you actually getting out of that all those materials are putting in the battery pack that is going to start to matter a lot and that's why tesla has put out this stat which is very similar to my buddy matt joyce's table that um we've talked about in a ton of hyper change videos um and this is the energy efficiency range um, in epa miles per kilowatt hour as you can see model three model uh three standard range all-wheel drive model y are the leading vehicles in terms of efficiency of getting the most range out of your battery pack and so that's another way where even down to competing with other electric vehicles tesla's battery technology is far more efficient Another cool fun fact about the way they're reducing emissions is at the factory level, um, they show that as they get more economies of scale, streamlined production, the company was able to actually reduce the overall grams of CO2 emitted per mile for Model 3 battery packs um, from 2017 to 2019, even at this level. Um, very impressive. Then they talk about Gigafactory Shanghai. This concept of a localized factory, yet again, brings them one step closer to reducing emissions. Like This is the thread with Tesla constantly pushing, pace of innovation, relentless relentlessly towards this goal of a zero emissions future and you know gigafactory shanghai battery production on site they don't need to move the battery packs a ton of local parts suppliers are already in china that were previously shipping you know to nevada then they build the car then they ship it back to china you know now they're getting rid of all those fossil fuel emissions with local production the same kind of thing is going to happen when they do berlin once again first factory with batteries on site so even at the factory level tesla's working to make it you know reduce emissions um piece by piece the other big thing is your electric vehicle, if it doesn't last a long time, is not gonna be able to you know, get those lifetime stats and be more efficient. So they finally released a really interesting data here on the Model S and X battery capacity retention, basically how much battery degradation happens over miles. Over 200,000 miles, you're still looking at an average of about 85 to 90% of your battery capacity. I mean, this is incredible. This is the first real data we have. Um, and I think where Tesla's way, way ahead because of software, their secret sauce, and every piece of their business, their battery management software that manages those 4,000 little cells in your Tesla battery pack is extremely advanced. Tesla has a million electric vehicles on the road through all sorts of conditions in all sorts of geographies. This has led them to really learn about how to create and manage their battery pack and optimize it for long-term performance. And this is the Model S and X. This isn't even the 2170 Model 3 cells. It's not even the Maxwell cells. Tesla's really pushing the envelope on battery degradation. Um, and we've never really seen an electric vehicle go two or 300,000 miles. Um, but now we are, and we're seeing the data that Tesla's putting out is like the battery lasts. That brings us to another thing 
is the battery recycling. So this is something where we're all super, super curious for many different reasons. I mean, the economics, the sustainability, battery recycling on site is something Tesla's always wanted to do and talked about. JB Straubel, um, the former CTO and co-founder of Tesla left to start a battery or materials recycling company called Redwood Materials. What's going on there? I don't know. I'm hoping we find out more about that at battery day. But the point is, is Tesla is really planning to uh, uh, recycle all of their raw materials. Like you produce the battery, you use it, you they get the battery pack back, they can break it down, they can take some of those materials, reuse them. So A, they're, you know, maybe cheaper than mining to actually just reuse some battery packs. Um, and then the carbon offset and life cycle emissions that vehicle go down because you're getting more and more use out of those same raw materials. So love this push. And now that we're getting, you know, the model, first Model S was sold about eight, eight years ago. Um, we're finally seeing, you know, these, some of these early electric vehicles come off the road and battery cycling is going to become a bigger piece of the equation. They actually go into what they're doing here in Nevada, which is fascinating. Um, they say sent a uh, global amount of lithium ion battery materials sent for recycling by Tesla in 2019, thousand tons of nickel, 320 tons of copper, 100 tons of cobalt. And they say a closed loop battery recycling process presents a compelling solution to move energy supply away from the fossil fuel practice of take, make, and burn to a more circular model of recycling and end of life batteries for reuse over and over again. This is fascinating. You know, it's not just about the carbon emissions. It's actually more, a lot more about what comes out of the tailpipe of that car. We're breeding that in our cities. Um, you know, the whole Volkswagen's uh, Dieselgate scandal, they're growing all these toxic NOx emissions. Uh, and th what, what was crazy about this illness 19 and, you know, us experiencing this is we have an unprecedented economic experiment of everybody stops driving their ICE car instantly across the world overnight. And we've seen just countless data that's showing us the air has never been cleaner. It's a dramatic, rapid improvement in the quality of our air around all of our cities. This is a huge, huge deal, and Tesla's pointing that out here with this map of Europe showing how drastic that increase has been. Little fun fact tidbit here, water produced per vehicle. We all know that water is gonna be a strained resource as we move uh, more and more forward. Once again, Tesla's saying they're actually figuring out it looks like how to recycle some water. They tout this massive reduction in annual water consumption per Tesla vehicle produced, almost dropping by 50% from 2018 to 2019. This is a fascinating chart. They, they talk about how they're using these emissions credits they're getting from selling to other car makers to actually accelerate their factories. They said they sold over 600 million of zero emissions credits in 2019 to other OEMs. Um, I think this is just gonna continue to be a huge piece of the business as these other you know legacy polluting uh, fossil fuel auto companies need to buy these credits to offset their internal combustion engine sales. And as you can see, excluding Chinese OEMs, Tesla's just by far the largest producer of battery electric vehicles. Like it's really just not even close. Um, uh, there's not really a second place. Um, and Tesla's lead just appears to be growing bigger and bigger by the year. So Tesla, you know, not just a, a car company, the solar panel business they acquired from SolarCity um, has still been growing energy produced in gigawatt hours every year going up. Um, and as you can see, they offset it. So they show that um, they have installed 3.7 gigawatt hours of solar systems, cumulatively generate 16.6 terawatts of emissions-free electricity. For reference, that's multiple times more energy generated by our installations than the total energy Tesla's used to run all of our factories since we began producing Model S in 2012. So it's cool that they're showing you like, we're not just building products that consume energy more efficiently. Like we've actually been, our solar panels have been pumping out a ton of energy more and more every single year. And hopefully, you know, that'll be the closed loop ecosystem that we have. Price equivalency. This is a huge thing that Tesla really brought to the market. This whole concept, they were way too expensive, just a toy for rich people. While Tesla, while maintaining its gross margin, while improving its overall profitability, 
has gone from you know selling a $150,000, $200,000 Roadster to now selling a $35,000, $40,000 Model 3 that they're making money on that is competing you know, before subsidies with an Audi A4, BMW 3 Series, Mercedes C-Class in this small to mid-sized luxury segment, competing on price before subsidies. Um, the real first time we've seen an electric vehicle with compelling specs and features actually be priced the same as the internal combustion engine equivalent. Tesla, you know, this shows how much work they've done to actually commercialize this technology and push it forward and reach that price parity. Yes, there are other electric vehicles on the road, but how much range they have, almost none. So this chart by Tesla really shows that the annual miles driven for EVs with close to 300 miles of range, like the S and X and the other Teslas is way more, you know, potentially about double or triple than the other EVs. So yes, if you buy another EV, you're helping the planet, but you can't do road trips. You're not going on long trips and it's just less convenient. So you're driving it less. So the impact that you're offsetting is not as good. But what Tesla is really saying here is like, Tesla is actually the first real electric car that people can use for everything and that they're driving, you know, 10,000 to 20,000 miles a year on, which is just way different than these other EVs, which frankly, like, you know, 150, 200 miles of range, really big battery degradation, no charging network. Like it's not a good enough compelling proposition to really be your everyday daily driver. And we're seeing that in the data. So, you know, that's one thing that I would really hope is that instead of launching 15 new electric vehicles, GM or Audi or any of these guys, look, launch one, you know, Tesla just launched the Model 3 and it's outselling every single electric vehicle program that GM's ever had ever, you know? So instead of having 15 different Cadillac models, this model, that model, they all have hundred miles of range, focus on making one really good EV with 300 miles of range that people can actually use for uh, you know their daily driver. And so far, no one's actually been able to come to market with that other than Tesla. And they really tripled down on this saying, you know, here's our network, look at how much we've invested in. The supercharger network was crazy at first, massive CapEx, was looked at as an Achilles heel of the company and now is a massive strength. And you can see that not only do they have the network, but Tesla literally just has the best battery technology. No one's been able to bring to market an EV with over 300 miles of range. The Model S just crossed 400 a day or two ago. So shout out to Tesla for that. But I mean, they're literally the four most EPA rated long range EVs on the market. All of them are Tesla. The next one is, is the Ford Mach-E and that's not even really out yet. So range and charging Tesla still leads by a massive amount. This is a huge thing. Um, that I think people don't realize about Tesla is it's the safest car on the road. And their active safety with software is actually showing with initial data to be far, far safer um, than the traditional driver. US drivers getting um, in crash, uh, about two crashes per million miles. You know, no active safety on Tesla drivers are under one. Active safety are about 0.5 and autopilot engaged even safer. So this is the data Tesla is showing that they will eventually present to regulators. So to say our cars with software, with AI are actually be performing way safer than humans crashing less often. Even just beyond software features, the hardware features, the Model 3 um, and the Model S and X are like the safest cars ever tested by NHTSA from a crash test rating perspective. So actually the hardware for Tesla, not just the software is also safer. And, you know, I think that's a huge reason if you have a family or, you know, you're thinking about this, this big piece of machinery that's going to get you from point A to B, the safest machine, I think is extremely underrated aspect. And Tesla is not just the fastest, the sexiest, the dopest electric car, but it's literally the safest car you can buy bar none. And that doesn't get enough hype in my opinion. This always cracks me up. People are always talking about Tesla's fires and the vehicle safety. And if you actually look at the data versus fires that happen in internal combustion engine cars versus Tesla's, it's not even close. So I thought it was hilarious and it's even crazy that they have to put this in there. I love this.
Tesla's disaster relief projects. Um, you know, Tesla does a lot of good things that don't get really much press where they really help in, you know, they, they'll like unlock free supercharging if everyone needs to escape like a tornado. Puerto Rico happens, they donate batteries um, to give them more energy. And here they're talking about that piece of their business. Um, they've serviced 40 individual sites after major disasters in the past two years. Um, 16,000 individuals served by those sites. So kind of a small little side piece of Tesla, but I love to see that even though they're so constrained, they barely have enough battery packs. When something goes wrong, like they really do their best to try and help and contribute to that problem. This is a huge one, the resiliency of the grid. I mean, this is a massive problem. We're using more and more energy. We're getting all these renewable sources on the grid. It's getting, you know, the amount of when solar produces energy, when wind produces energy, it's all over the place. It's breaking the grid, especially in places like Australia. We're already seeing this to be a huge, huge problem. They fire up these super dirty peaker plants to, uh, you know, meet this excess energy demand. It's just, it's really expensive. It's super pollutive. It's not the way the future should be built. And it was gotten so bad in South Australia that Tesla was like, we're gonna build this massive, you know, $75 million battery and it saved them $50 million in the first year of operation has less than a second amount of response time uh, way quicker so it's not only cheaper than the dirty fossil fuel plants but it's faster so it means your power outages are is going to be non-existent or lower so it's better for consumers and saving them money um, and better for the utility really saving the grid and this is something that Tesla hasn't gotten a lot of play you know they're not just a car company these batteries have a huge massive opportunity tens of billions maybe even hundreds of billions to stabilize the grid and they've already validated that with this Hornsdale battery project. And now because of that, they've introduced the Megapath, 60% increase in energy density from the power pack, four times faster installation. We've already seen them install a couple of these in Canada. So this is just getting off the ground, scratching the surface of Tesla really moving into these utility scale mega back, mega pack uh, battery systems, which I can't wait to see ramp up. Now they talk about the solar roof opportunity, 5 million solar roofs a year. Um, a premium price of a solar roof compared to a typical roof is just 180 to 250 per watt before incentives. The, you know, they're basically saying that in a lot of uh, certain regions of the US, if you're gonna build a new roof from scratch, it actually already makes economic sense to install that solar roof because of all that energy generated will outdo the premium that you're paying for it. And this is, I think Tesla's a little bit too getting ahead of itself saying, oh, it makes automatic economic sense to do the solar roof, maybe in very certain locations, but I think this is gonna be something that happens over the next three to five years, um, like maybe 24 months from now, we're really gonna see the solar roof hit its stride, you know, be able to be produced, be able to be installed, you know, hit that cheaper price point. Um, it's just all about bringing the cost down. It's sort of like, I would say the solar roof right now is at like, you know, model early Model S stage of if you parallel to Tesla's car business. Like, yeah, it's expensive, some people love it, um, but it's still kind of like not quite there economically, not quite that mass market crazy version. It's at V3 right now, V4 of the solar roof might be that sort of more Model 3-esque version that really goes to the mainstream. So they talk a lot about their material sourcing. I mean, Tesla does need raw materials for their batteries. Um, they have their own guidelines to look into the supply chain to source as good as they possibly can. Um, and they're trying to get their cobalt sourcing. They go in depth about part of this. Tesla's really made a push to reduce the amount of cobalt in their batteries because it's a conflict ma material. And I will say that Tesla here, that behind the scenes, Tesla's one of the only companies in the world with a battery materials team, literally a team designed to procure lock-in contracts, buy futures for all these materials that go into their batteries. There's an expertise that no car company needed because they weren't building batteries. Tesla's had for seven years. That's why we've seen them to be ahead of the curve on the supply chain, get the materials, build all the batteries they need, um, and be able to like reduce the materials of certain materials like cobalt in the batteries. I think mean, there's a lot of interesting stuff going on here that Tesla's expertise, like once you dive deep, you're like, wow, Tesla's been building this expertise in battery material supply chain for 10 years. Everyone else is just starting. 
another layer of the competitive advantage they have. They talk about a little bit on um, employee safety, they're reducing uh, recordable injuries per thousand cars produced, um, basically just trying to make the, the factory a safer uh, workplace overall, and it seems like they're making really good progress on that um, based on this average quarterly recordable injuries per thousand cars produced chart. They even go into uh, how they designed something called the super tub, which makes it easier for the production line workers um, ergonomically to actually work on the car. So it's even crazy how they, they think about these things, like not even how the car is designed to build, easier, cheaper, simpler, but also how the car is uh, designed to be built where it's better for the actual workers on the, on the you know, the factory floor. Like there's so many different levels of, and concepts and aspects of how Tesla's thinking where it can make it not just good for its customers, not just good for shareholders, but really good for its employees as well. And they here they talk about rewarding them with a stock option uh, plan as part of it. And you can buy Tesla stock at a discount through the employee stock option program. I think this is Tesla's biggest advantage over most of their competition is they can incentivize employees with stock. They're like a startup. You get amazing growth stock. It's kind of been growing. I think this is a key reason to keep people involved and for like the mission of the company involved. They feel like owners. Whereas if you're gonna get stock in like Ford and GM, they're already huge companies. You know, there's not much growth left. Tesla's like this amazing growth stock that you get to own that has actually been crushing it in terms of performance. I think that is a key incentive system um, keeping their employees happy. Um, and they also say that Forbes uh, best uh, employer for diversity. I mean, this makes me super proud. Corporate equality index. 100% military friendly employer like Tesla they really just push the envelope in terms of you know social awareness and being like really socially forward thinking and that's something I'm personally really proud of um, hiring every, every you know people from all walks of life they don't require you to go to school you don't have to get some crazy degree um, Tesla is really all about people who care about the mission who are passionate who are smart who hustle and I love that culture they've created I think that is another huge asset the company has um, they also talk about you know community engagement investing in k-12 education they establish a 37.5 million dollar investment fund focused on k-12 um, schools I guess around the Gigafactory Nevada um, they have a factory tour program which is incredible they get so many people and kids through their factories to inspire them I mean one of the craziest coolest things where I really fell in love with Tesla is going to their factories Fremont Gigafactory Nevada like seeing in person these massive machines what they're doing you're like wow this is it just it's mind-boggling so I love that they're opening it up they make it accessible they're doing all these cool little programs introduce a girl to engineering day secretary of the Navy tour with industry fellowship program um, all these cool little uh, micro initiatives to get people involved and give back to their local communities and then they end it saying, you know, we're driven by sustainability. It's about what drives us at Tesla, not just our products, but our values, our manufacturing, our mission of our business. Sustainability is the core of everything we do and what drives us to work every day. To achieve a zero emissions future, we've implemented several programs and initiatives at our manufacturing facilities and in the communities in which we operate, providing clean energy, partnering with local schools, nonprofits, and everything in between. Tesla is a company comprised of sustainable ambassadors looking for ways to continue to set concrete sustainability goals and the paths that we intend to take to, to achieve them, which we will continue to share in the future Tesla Impact Reports. We are proud of the work we have done this far and look forward to sharing how our continued sustainability efforts make a difference in the world and accelerate its transition to sustainable energy. So, you know, that wraps up the sustainability report. I think it's so, so awesome that Tesla took the time to actually produce this document, give us transparency on insight on what they're thinking, how they're trying to reduce the emissions, the progress they made. I mean, it makes me super proud to be a shareholder of a company that's not just like talking the talk, but they really walk the walk behind the scenes, you know, down to the factory level. Um, and that just makes me super, super proud. And I think they've really pushed the envelope forward on what it means to put out these impact reports, not just do it to check a box, but to do it and really show people what you're trying to do. And you're not going to 
going to be perfect. Not everything's going to be totally zero emissions from day one, but to really show us the progress they're making and how hard they're working, I think is so, so awesome. Tesla does no marketing. They don't put, invest money in any sort of you know, advertising or anything like that, but they do invest time and resources into putting out these transparent reports and telling us what they're up to. I love that ethos. Um, and I can't wait to see how this evolves going forward. And we really get to watch Tesla's full transition, not just from a product side, but as a company become this, you know, leader in sustainability and a zero emissions future. Um, and I really think they've set the bar for a bunch of other companies here. Love it. Awesome work um, by Tesla, Martin, Elon, the whole team to put this out. Anyway, would love to know what you think in the comments below. If you learn anything new here, what did I miss? Um, what are your thoughts on this impact report? Let me know in the comments below. I'll see y'all next time. Peace.